This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. It's another good song for today. Not BG. Another good song for today. You know, I, you know, listen, I'm a BG. Are you? Yeah. That? Yeah. Well, now we can play more of this stuff. Yeah, the Bee Gees. Did you know this was coming? I did not know that he was a big Bee Gees guy. But no, this... like, yeah, the Bee Gees brothers, man, I watched the documentary. No, I like it. Wasn't it uh, named after the, or the documentary? Was it named after this song, right? How many men are broken heart? Something like that, because they had they had some issues, man. Yeah, but, uh, the, Gibbs, forgot, the brothers yeah, the Gibbs. Gibbs. Brother, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It works today, because we're talking about a team with a lot of issues, and that's the Sixers, led by two stars that could use some heart. Joel Embiid, James Hart. Let's go out to the guest line here. Talk to Kyle Newback from Philly Voice, and, of course, the Clap Your Heads podcast. Play, you should have played off to see the Wizards. Well, they need some heart, that's for sure. Let's see. The Kyle's, <laughs> There's plenty of time. Yeah, we'll get there. Kyle's assessment of yesterday and another season that ends in the second round. Kyle, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm feeling like the callers and the hosts on – this radio station have given more effort than the two stars put in yesterday in that game. Kyle, how, how do you how do you go through a game and and, and have the kind of the up and down like saga that has been Joel and B? How do you go out there and lay that big old stinky turd? I I don't know. I, I wish I had an answer for that. You know, after the game six loss, Joel's at the podium saying things like, you know, you love it. It's fun. Like game seven, this is a fun scenario to be in. And then him and James Harden go through stretches of that game where they just didn't look like either didn't look like they wanted to be there or were just completely unprepared for that moment. And I, that is one of the most disappointing performances in Philadelphia sports history. We, we don't even have to say playoff history. We don't have to say Sixers history. Just a, a colossal failure on the part of their stars, who in the first half of that game, they were given a chance by their role players. Their role players showed up for that game ready to play. P.J. Tucker, leading scorer of the team in the first quarter. Tyrese Maxey's hitting shots. Anthony Melton comes in off the bench, and he's playing good defense and making things happen. And you just get absolute no-shows from your best players. I thought that was just a, a disgraceful effort on Sunday. Kyle, you've covered the team for a while, covered the NBA, and obviously have seen Joel's whole career here. Um, it's, it strikes me, and now we can throw Harden in it because he's part of this. It, it strikes me that both of them, and I don't know if Joel's gotten it more since Harden got here. He's kind of learned from him. It feels like sometimes they just want to go to the free throw line. Like that's their objective on the possession, and when they don't get a call, they don't really want to make a shot. And I feel like the Celtics – specifically take advantage of that, and when the calls aren't going their way, 
they're just lost. Do you see that sometimes too? Well, to that point, Joe, I thought the defining moment of that game, the single biggest turning point in that game, is when James Harden got called for the flagrant foul in the second quarter. I thought at that point, the Sixers might not have been in control of the game, but they were at least like they're up by, you know, eight, nine points. They're feeling pretty good. They had quieted the, the rowdy Boston crowd a little bit. And James Harden, because he couldn't simply go up and try to score and maybe – you hope that you get a foul call, but if you don't get it, hey, so what? You move on to the next play. Instead of doing that, he's flopping around like a fish, throws his arm into Jalen Brown's face, gets called for a flagrant. They get the two free throws out of that. Boston scores on the next possession. Then there's a Sixers turnover, and Jalen Brown scores again on a fast break. And all of a sudden, what looks like a comfortable Sixers lead is down to two points. And it's all because James Harden was more concerned with being in a foul drawing contest than trying to play a basketball game. It's, it's the flopping around like a fish for me. That that's what that's what killed me. But okay, so Kyle, what what happens next in your in your guesstimation? Where do we go from here? It's it's a great question. You know, I, the two big decisions to me this summer are: Do you stick with Doc Rivers as the head coach? And are you going to pay James Harden what he wants to say here? Because this morning, as has been out there for a while, there are more James Harden is seriously considering the Houston Rockets and free agency rumors that are being passed around the rumor mill. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but after watching him sink it up in game seven and be on such a seesaw, I think you have to have real talks about how much you're willing to pay him, given that he's going to be one of the, the foundational players. I think, you know, in Doc's case, I don't know so much that Doc did anything in this series that leads me to say, you know, he really deserves to be shown the door. But when you have no answers for the, the line it's made yesterday, and frankly, when you need to sell something to the fan base as, you know, this is why it's going to be different next season, He's probably the easiest ball guy for this whole thing, so I'm keeping a very close eye on the decision they make with the head coach in the next week or so. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Kyle, it's it's obviously um, the players are going to have input. Daryl Moore is going to have input. Selling something to the fans is, is always part of things like this for an organization. But Kyle, does it matter who coaches this team? I mean, Brett Brown got the boot because they couldn't get past the second round. And now it might be Doc Rivers as the next guy. And who knows, maybe Monty Williams or Nick Nurse or whatever if, if they move on from Doc. Do we think it matters? I mean, ultimately, it comes down to players. I feel like very few coaches really move the needle in the NBA anyway. I don't know if they could get one of those few guys. Do you think it matters who coaches this team? 
Yeah, well, to that point, Joe, I do think if, if you look at the Miami Heat, for example, right, I think they have what I would consider a difference-making coach in Eric Spolstra, a guy who maybe he doesn't have the best team, but he's able to get the absolute most out of that team and make tactical shifts and do different things game-to-game game in the playoffs that he gives that team the best chance to win a title every single year. And so you could say, hey, if we can get an Eric Spolstra-level coach in here and we still have the high level of talent that we have at the top end, that, yeah, maybe that's the difference. But to your point also, I don't think there are that many guys like that in the NBA. Now, maybe you could say there will be some upgrades out there on the open market over Doc Rivers, but I just think, like, end of the day, Joel Embiid has to be better. James Harden, if he's still here, has to be better. That This is a player-driven league. We could talk all about lineup changes and adjustments, but Jason Tatum, after having a, a pretty bad first five-and-a-half games of that series, goes out and he steals game six from the Sixers in Philadelphia and then absolutely destroys them, has a star-level moment in game seven. That is what decided that series, not the coaching. So, Kyle, am I getting from you that you feel like this is not going to be a knee-jerk reaction type deal? They're going to take their time before they start making these decisions? Well, I would think that, you know, given that there are a lot of high-profile coaches on the market to potentially replace Doc, that I think that decision has to be made rather quickly. Because if, for example, they wanted to go and get Amani Williams or a Nick Nurse or one of these big-name guys who are out there, you're going to probably have to move pretty quickly or somebody else is going to hire that guy before you can get there. So I think we'll probably know on Doc's future relatively soon. I don't want to put a, a timeline on that necessarily, but that's the one I think we'll know sooner rather than later. And then, you know, the rest of the chips will fall into place. Kyle Newbeck joining us here from Philly Voice Clap Your Hands podcast. Uh, news coming through. Monty Williams going to interview with the Bucks. So obviously things are starting to move here in the NBA. Um, Kyle, when you, when you look at Joel Embiid, I mean, obviously we know yesterday was bad, um, but I'm curious from your perspective, how long into a career, if at all, or do you just wait till the end, till you say this is who the player is? And with Joel, we obviously know he's a tremendous talent. He's an MVP of the league. He's had a great regular season career. But his playoff career numbers are just way worse than the regular season, like in totality. And this this postseason was the worst ever. I mean, it was the biggest drop from an MVP regular season to postseason we've ever seen. Like, is this who Joel Embiid is? I, I think a Dirk Nowitzki, he eventually broke through. But I, I thought there were some signs that he was – I thought he would break through. I, I'm questioning whether this is just who well, who Joel Embiid is in the postseason. Well, Joe, I actually wrote about that exact player this morning. Dirk Nowitzki, when he lost to the, the We Believe Warriors in 2007 – he had already led the Mavericks to two different Western Conference finals and including an NBA finals run before he had that moment where this was the, oh, the early flame out for Dirk. He just can't get it done. You know, Giannis is about three, three and a half months younger than Joel Embiid. He obviously flamed out in round one. He's already got a title under his belt. He's got multiple conference finals appearances. There are simply not that many guys who are, you know, inner circle title-winning star-type players that have gone this deep into their careers with these amount of you know, individual accolades and failed this miserably on the big stage. And so it's, it's really hard to square that with saying, 
he's an MVP, he's this great player. Like, I believe all those things. I thought he absolutely deserved to win that award. But at a certain point, you have to look up and say, you know, when is this guy going to deliver? And we can say, hey, he's been hurt. He's had a knee issue. He broke his face. He had a hand problem. Like, all kinds of things over the years. The history books are just going to show he has not been able to get it done. Like, whatever the reasons are, and we can feel bad for him. We can say we wish Joel Embiid could stay healthy and all of us can sit here and see him go on this, this awesome killer playoff run to settle all the doubters, but he hasn't done it. And until he does it, he is not going to get the benefit of the doubt either in this city or nationally from you know, all the people who don't believe he can do it. All right, Kyle, let's end with this. Kyle Newbeck joining us. Um, you know, it was ironic yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of Sam Hinkie getting hired by the Sixers, the process beginning, and it ended that way, unfortunately, yesterday for the Sixers. Do you think at any point this offseason, with a guy in Daryl Morey, who obviously is close to Sam, that there's a, a thought process, a conversation within the front office that maybe they've reached their limit with what they've tried, and instead of trying to patch it together and keep it together, they blow it up again? I'm not saying they're going to, but do you think we've reached the point where Daryl Morey thinks about that this offseason, that it is, is it time to kind of restart this thing and blow it up because they've unfortunately become what they didn't want to become, which was second round and out every year. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be considered just in the sense that Daryl Morey will consider every option. I don't think he's wired in a way that he's going to look at this and just say, we're going to strip this thing down to the nails and start all over. Like, I, I believe – he wants to go for it every single year. Like if it was up to him to each swing trade after trade after trade to try to chase titles. And I don't think that he looks at this and says, you know, I have the MVP in the middle of his prime and I'm going to take that and say, you know, we're trading him for draft picks or young players or whatever it is. Like, I don't think that's how he sees the world. Now that could change. If, if Joel Embiid walks in one, one day and says, I'm sick of this. I don't want to be here anymore and make that kind of demand and everything will be on the table. But I think until that, until or unless that happens, I think Daryl Morey and this front office is going to try to do whatever they can to try to put a title winner on the floor. Kyle, great stuff. Appreciate you hopping on a lot during the postseason. I'm sure we'll talk soon as the Sixers make some big decisions here. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for having me on, guys. Do the best. There he goes. Kyle Newbeck, Philly Voice, and first Clap Your Hands podcast on Joel Embiid, on the Sixers, on James Harden. And, and Hugh, the big decisions are coming now. I mean, they, they got to make those big decisions on what they're going to do. I, I'd imagine the Doc one is first, right? Because he mentioned the coaching carousel is going to start here. I, I think we're going to get some news on Doc within the next few days. Yeah. I mean, especially when you talk about some of the big names. 